Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. So, Father, as we reflect on the word of your Son for us today, may you open our hearts to him as our king, our shepherd, and our leader. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So it's very clear, no, from Ezekiel to the Psalms to the Corinthians and then the Gospel, that of an image that what kind of king is Jesus Christ, our Lord? Uh, the clear description, he is a shepherd king. Uh, in the first reading, it's God says, I will shepherd you. I will lead you. I will take care of you. That's very comforting, isn't it? That uh, the God of the universe, the God who created you and me, the one who gave us life, he says to us in the scripture, I will take care of you. I will look after you. Now, as human beings, we're given the capacity to take care of ourselves, to look after ourselves. But now God is saying to us, I will be your shepherd. I will take care of you. Is there a need in your life? You, know, you have done everything. You come to the end of yourself and you're feeling discouraged. You're feeling hopeless. And this is God's word for you today. You know, from the King, the God of the universe, I will be your shepherd today. So let's uh, really reflect on the, the Psalms. No? It's a very, very beautiful Psalms. And most of some of the grandparents I've seen, they have a cross stitch of the Lord is my shepherd. You know, they have a poster of Jesus, the shepherd. You know? And two weeks ago, I've described that uh, one of the words for good is beautiful, a beautiful shepherd. You know? So number one, what kind of shepherd king is the Lord? He is a leader and guide. He leads you to where life is. He leads you to where you can flourish. He leads you to where you can find meaning. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of shepherd the Lord is. No? He leads us to where we can find life. He is life-giving. As you can see, Jesus was teaching his disciples. You know, the leaders and the rulers of this time... He said he lorded it over the people. He makes their authority felt, but not so among you. If you want to be great, you must be the servant of all. So for Jesus, it's important for him to communicate to each one of us that as followers of the Lord, when we exercise authority, when we exercise leadership, when we exercise the roles that is given to us, it's meant to be life-giving, not life-draining. Mm -hmm. 
No? And what's beautiful with Jesus is he doesn't take away from us, no? as uh, John Paul II and echoed by Pope Benedict. He say, when you accept Jesus in, life, in your life, he won't take away what makes life beautiful, free. No? But he actually gives you what makes life beautiful, meaningful, and free. That's why we call him Good Shepherd. It's very attractive. A king who gives life. A king who gives his life for you and for me. And it's beautiful here because we're talking about not just the physical life that we have. We need nourishments. We need supplement. We need to work. And we need everything. But there's one life that is also promising us that of eternal life. No? It's not just our life here on earth, but eternal life with him forever. You see, in the gospel, the reality is we will be judged. No? He will be a shepherd who will separate the sheep from the goat. Those who live and love like him and those who neglected to live and love and serve like him. Now, and you heard me say, quoting John of the Cross, at the evening of our lives, at the end of our lives, we will be judged according to how we love people. Now, so the Lord himself is a life-giving king, the one who gives life, but at the same time, as he leads you into life, as he gives you life, he wants you and me to become a source of that life-giving presence to others as well. St. Paul says no, in the reading today that Christ died so that you and I can have life. Meaning in our baptism, it's not only our spirit and our soul that is alive, but in our baptism and now in the Eucharist, we are, giving, we are receiving the life of Jesus, the presence of Jesus, the kingdom of God, you know, the reign of God. If he is king, then we belong to his kingdom. And the kingdom of God, you know, as he told, it cannot be observed from the outside. That was Jesus was saying. No, the kingdom of God is within you. The life of God is within you. The life-giving presence of Jesus is within you. So as Jesus is for us a life-giving presence, then we can be that for others. So what do I mean? Um, There's a famous song, no? I'm tempted to sing, but I won't. <laughs> We all need somebody to lean on. The song says, lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. I will help you to carry on. For it won't be long, you know, you might need somebody to lean on. Now, how do we bring this to the life-giving presence of Jesus? As you lean on Christ, as you lean on Jesus' strength and life for you, you can be someone 
those who are in need in turn can lean on you. As you lean on Christ, as you rely on Jesus, as you lean on the Lord, then others can lean on you. The strength and the power and the presence of Jesus can be available for others because you have leaned on Christ. You have allowed yourself to belong to the kingdom of Jesus, the life-giving presence of Jesus. Just three things with this image of leaning on, on to Christ, and then some can lean on you. The kingdom of God, or the values of the kingdom of God, goes beyond our families, our culture, even the laws of the land. No? That, that's what we call the primacy of love. No, justice demands that you do what is right. But love goes beyond justice. Why? Because it's greater than just doing what is right. It's generosity. It's kindness. It's perseverance. It's endurance. It's bearing for bearing the pain for another person. And you can only do that if you choose to allow Jesus to strengthen you, to transform you himself. So that's the first one, no? is that the strength of the Lord gives us the power to love beyond what is just expected of us. To go beyond the pain, to go beyond what we lost for the sake of loving another person. Secondly, when people, how people can lean on us is that we have embraced our own weakness. If we have embraced our own sinfulness, our own need of the strength and the mercy and the compassion of the Lord. Because if you're still relying on your hard work and your discipline, it will come to a time that even that cannot sustain you. And all you can say is that, help. Please, Lord, help me. I've tried and see what happened. If you experience yourself the need to lean on the Lord, then you are on the journey of becoming an instrument of strength, of life, so that others can lean on you. Lastly, no, so you can be someone that can, another person that can be leaned on. That is a choice. No. You have to make a choice and to act upon the choice. No? In the gospel it says, no, you feed the poor, the thirsty you gave drink. No. Those in prison who are sick you visited. No. Whatever you do to the least of these brethren, you did it to me. So, 
the opportunity that you can be someone that people can lean on, you need to practice. Every day, little by little, Lord, is there someone around me or in front of me or beside me that needs your strength? Can you show that to me and give me the courage to reach out, to call, to say hi, to smile? And then when they share their stories, their problems, their situation, no? and all you can do is say, look, there was a time in my life where I am hopeless, when I am lonely, when I am tired, when I am overwhelmed then I have accepted Jesus in my life and I found him as a king, a friend, a leader, a guide that I can lean on. So it's not you who will solve their problems, but you are actually introducing them to Jesus. But you have to practice and start small. Maybe start with your family, start with your friends. And then eventually, when you gain the confidence, the courage that comes from the Spirit, then start doing something for those who are hungry, not just with physical food, hungry for attention, hungry for love, hungry for compassion. Those who are thirsting for meaningful life. They have tried everything in the world, but you still see them sad and lonely and isolated and say, there was a time in my life that I was like that, but I have tried Jesus and I'm on the way you know, in growing into a meaningful life. So what kind of king is the Lord? You know, he is a life-giving king. He died on the cross so that you and I can have life. You see in the, in the Good Shepherd song, you know, he invites you to a banquet. He invites you to a feasting table in the sight of your enemies. That's very weird, isn't it? But what the, what the text is saying is that if you focus on the shepherd and not on the people and the problems that overwhelm you, it's like a banqueting table. But you have to stay on the table. <laughs> we have to feast on the table. The challenge for us is that we seek life somewhere else. And I've experienced this. I'm preaching to myself until I encounter Jesus in my life. And I said, this is a feast. And I want to feast forever. So he is a life-giving king. He leads you to where you can find life. Secondly, that he is a leader for you, a leader that serves you, a leader that comes to you when you are in need, a leader that you can lean on. And lastly, if you and I are followers of Jesus, if he is truly your king, then as he is for you, you can be for others. If you lean on Jesus, then practice, grow, grow stronger in the Lord, 
so that men and women, family members, friends, relatives, and people who are needy can lean on you as you lean on Christ. And that's how we can spread the kingdom of God. That's how we can spread the beautiful message of the Lord, his life-giving presence, his servant leadership, and most of all, as we experience our weakness, we can lean upon him. And so as we grow stronger, people can lean upon us. So we give thanks to Christ, no? We give thanks to God that we belong to him. You and I belong to him. Later on in the communion, you will hear a song, Here I Am, Lord. And especially the line there which says, I will hold your people in my heart. That's the reason you want to grow stronger so that you can hold more of God's people in your heart, that they can lean upon you as, they, as you lean on Christ. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.